This message is a product of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. We thank you for engaging this conversation. Messages like this one are great resources to help us grow, but they cannot replace being a part of a local church. If you're not actively a part of a church, we encourage you to find one near you that fits you, visit it, and get involved. And we hope this message gives life to you today. Enjoy. My name is John, and I'm excited to get us started today, and I get the privilege to talk about being a father. And to do that, I want to share with you who my father is. Take a look at this picture right here. This is my dad. And I know, I just want to get it out of the way, he is not Dave Ramsey. I know he looks like him. He gets a lot of people to say he is, but he is not Dave Ramsey. His name is Dwight, and he has served faithfully in the ministry for 45 years. He has been faithful to my mom in marriage for 45 years, and he has been an amazing father to me and my brother. He has been an example that he has set the bar really high. And to be honest, I would call him my superhero, and I still call him my superhero. But that may not be who you see as your father today. Your father may have checked out. He may have said, you know what, I'm done, I'm walking away. He may have been abusive to you, physically, maybe verbally. Or he may have been there but he may not have actually been there and been present with you. But if there's nothing you guys get out of this talk today, I want you to hear this, that there is no perfect father except for our heavenly father. There is no perfect father except for our heavenly father. And I'm so thankful that I have a heavenly father that is there for me, that doesn't mess up, that I can always lean on. Because you see, when I became a dad, I wanted to get it right. I wanted to get it perfect. But let me tell you, I got it wrong right off the bat. But let me show you who my two kids are right here. First, that's my beautiful wife, Erin. And then my boy, Colton, he's 11. And my little girl, Cameron, she's eight. 11 years ago, God blessed us with a little boy. And I was so excited, especially finding out I was going to be a father. And I wanted to get this thing right. But right off the bat, I blew it. I was working an hour away. I worked a lot of hours. And I love to play softball. I don't know who in here loves to play softball. I know Roscoe does. But that consumed my time. I would work long hours, and I would go straight from work to play softball, and I wouldn't get home till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And sometimes I wouldn't even see my little boy for two or three days in a row. And let me tell you, those are, those are days and those are hours, those are years that I can't get back. And I still carry that guilt with me at times. And then over the years, I've blown it, and I continue to mess up. And even just this past week with my little girl, I got mad at her over something stupid, and I blew up at her. And I had to go, and she ran off to her room, and I just sat down with her. Tears coming down her face, and I had to look in the eye and just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I got mad at you. But those moments are so powerful, and they're so important as as parents and as fathers that we sit down and we show our kids that we're not perfect, that we're going to mess up, and we've got to be willing to ask for their forgiveness. But we also need to be willing for them to know that they can come to us and that they can ask us for forgiveness as well and know that we're going to show them grace. And in those moments, I messed up, but I still, I wanted so bad to do what was right for my kids. I wanted so bad to give them something that was good. But I want to point you to a scripture today in Matthew 7. And it says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you were evil, know how to give good things to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask? 
as we go and become a father. We want to get it right. We want to get it right so bad. But we're still going to mess up. But we have a heavenly father who loves us. And I love the end of that verse there where it says that he will give good gifts to those who ask. And that's all he wants of us. He wants us to come to him and say, hey, I need your help. I need wisdom in this thing called fatherhood. I need guidance. I need grace with my children. And for me, there's, there's two big areas that I really mess up in as a, as a father. And the first one is my presence. And no, I don't mean Christmas presents, birthday presents. They love that stuff. But they would trade that for your physical presence any day of the week. To be there, to spend time with them. So those first two years that I didn't have with my son, I'm trying desperately to make up for that now. And I love to play games with him, and I love to spend time with him. And I still play softball. But you see, I had to give up something that was good for something that was better. And then the other thing that I mess up in is love. Too many times I'm quick to judge. I'm quick to anger. And with my little girl, where I had to go and I had to sit down with her and apologize. We need to take the time to love on our kids, to show them grace, and to give them the love that they need. And for us today, whether your father was the one that was the superhero, or whether your father wasn't there for you, maybe he's not a part of your life right now. Maybe you're still going through the pain, and you still have the scars I want you to know today that in those moments, you felt alone. You maybe felt scared. You maybe felt like there was nobody there for you. But your heavenly father was. Your heavenly father was there. He wrapped his arms around you. And he loved you. And he cared for you. And he wanted to be there to pick you up and to help you continue on. And we still have that heavenly father who's there for us. And as fathers, we need to be there for our kids as well. Know that we're not perfect, but we serve a father who is. And he can help us get this thing called fatherhood right. When we mess up, he can help us ask for forgiveness for our kids. He can allow us to show grace to our kids. And I want to leave you with this today as you guys go. And I want you to know that your heavenly father has always always been there for you, and he will always be there for you. My name is Brian, uh, one of the leaders here at Vortex Church, and I, I'm excited to be here, maybe a little overly excited, but, and I'm honored to be on stage to be sharing it with this amazing group of people behind me, and lucky for you guys, I'm going first, so that gives you seven minutes to go get some fresh coffee, go use the restroom, whatever you need to do so you make it back to hear everything they got to share with you once I'm finished. Um, couple things about me. I'm a Hills fan. I know some of you are like, amen. Some of you are like, he needs Jesus. Both are probably true. Um, also, I've been blessed with an amazing family. And we've got a picture that I just want to share with you and kind of introduce you to my crew. Um, you can see my wife in the middle. That's Jen. She's actually on staff here at Vortex Church. Jen's the sweetheart of the family. I mean, she'll say that she gets angry, but it's one of those angers like nobody's really scared. And it's kind of cute. So like, but that's my wife, Jen. And then our oldest son, Mason, is standing beside Jen. He's our little performer. Like, his life goal is to go to America's Got Talent. Um, he's never met a stage he doesn't like. And then we got Caleb beside Mason in the pink shirt with the, I don't know, maybe he's flexing his calf there. I'm not really sure what he's doing. But Caleb loves to love. Like, 
he loves his friends, he loves his toys, he loves chicken nuggets. I mean, he just, he loves to love. And then the, the guy that is avoiding the camera, Levi, um, he's our youngest, he's two years old. He's a, that's pretty much what Levi is. He does what he wants when he wants, and you really can't do anything about it. Um, but that's my crew, and I, I love being a father to my three sons. It's like one of the greatest blessings of my life. Um, and the truth is, I've wanted to be a dad my whole life, pretty much. I mean, my mom and dad, they asked me when I was like five years old, hey, Brian, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, I just want to be a dad. And I wanted to be a dad so much that I already had my firstborn's name picked out when I was five years old. I just knew I was going to have a son, and I knew his name was going to be Benjamin. But uh, <laughs> what my mother and father neglected to tell me then was that I was going to have a wife when I was going to have this first kid, and she was surely going to come into the marriage with a, an encyclopedia of names, right? So fast forward now, we've got Mason, Caleb, Levi, and uh, there's no Benjamin. I don't, I don't know what happened to him, but um, there I was at five years old. And I just wanted to be a dad, and, and I loved my father. Like, um, I, I just loved being around him, whether we were on the ball field or just whatever we were doing. I just loved being with him, and I loved it when he would pick me up, put, my, put his arm around me, just showing me that he loved me. Um, and I always felt safe when he was with me. You know, he was, he was the man of the house. He was kind of my security blanket. And really, any time I was with him, my life felt complete. Um, my father was the example of the father that I wanted to be when I had my own kids. And I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from him while he was there, and I learned a lot from him while he wasn't there. You see, I lost my father one month after my 12th birthday. Now, that was 25 years ago, but I remember it like it just happened, like it was yesterday. I remember me and my mom were actually on vacation. We were, we were down in Wilmington staying with some, some family members, and my dad was back home. And um, I remember waking up that morning and I knew it was, it was still dark outside, so the sun hadn't come up. But I heard some people talking in the kitchen. I thought it was odd, but I wanted to go check it out. So I walked down the hallway, and I remember seeing my mom at the kitchen table. I remember seeing my aunt and a cousin. And uh, I remember my mom being visibly upset. And so I, asked, I was asking, what's going on? And um, I remember my mom getting up from the kitchen table. I remember her taking me into the living room. And uh, we sat down on the couch. And I remember her starting to tell me the story that... Um, my father was in a car accident. And I remember that uh, before she even got to the end of the story, I just knew. I knew that I was never going to see my father again. I knew he had died. And um, that day, we had to make the commute back to Albemarle, which is about three and a half hours away. Um, the whole ride, I remember keeping my eyes closed and my head down because I thought if I could stay in a dream, then when I woke up, everything would be back to normal. That's not what happened, but I remember pulling up to our house, and my grandfather was standing in the driveway waiting on us. We had a neighbor cutting our grass for us. We had family and friends gathered inside of our home, and I remember all these details to that event. But the thing that I remember most was the void that was created in my life, the void of knowing that my father was never going to be there again. And I started looking at my friends' relationships with their fathers, and um, I started seeing what I was missing and what I still wanted my father around for. I wanted my father around just to be present in my life. I just wanted him to be there. I wanted him to be there to give me a hug and tell me he loved me, just to be my emotional support. And I wanted him to be there to be the man of the house, you know, my provider, my protector. And I, I, thought, I started thinking and putting these things as priorities for me to become a good father. 
when I, when I, when I would eventually have kids. And I, and I thought that's, those are the things I needed to do that for my kids. But once I started following Jesus, and eventually once I started having my own kids, I realized no matter how much emphasis I put on these things of being present and telling them I love them or being able to provide for them, I started realizing that there was still something good and perfect coming. And, and Jesus tells us this in Scripture, Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 through 11. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? See, while this verse is a little brutal because it's talking about fathers being evil, but what Jesus is really saying, he's like, all fathers know how to give good gifts. And every father, no matter their sin, has the ability to do what's best for their sons and daughters. But we still cannot limit our understanding of our heavenly father with that of our experiences of our earthly fathers. You see, God has none of the limitations and none of the weaknesses that our earthly fathers have. And so, to, uh, today, today you may be here, and maybe you're like me. For me, I live with this tension. I've lived with this tension of my father not being present, my father not being there since he passed away. I've lived with, with feeling that I didn't have a father there to tell me he loved me. Not, you know, living with the absence of the provider and my protector. And maybe you're here today, and you feel like you have a void. Maybe it's something similar. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's love. Maybe it's affirmation. Maybe it's something completely different, but you feel like you have something missing in your life. And here's what I want you to understand. Here's what I want you to understand. That maybe those things that you are missing in your life, they can't necessarily be fulfilled by another person. But they can be fulfilled by our Heavenly Father. All things can be fulfilled by God. And so maybe today, maybe today this is what you need to do. Instead of turning to another person or turning to another relationship, trying to fulfill those voids in your life, those things that are missing in your life, maybe you need to turn to our Heavenly Father and look to find those things that are missing in your life in Him. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been a production of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. For more information on our church, we encourage you to visit us online at vortexchurch.com.